A letter from Eustace Flint, blacksmith and chairman of the Azure Bay Metalworkers Union. Maggie, if you'd told me a month ago I'd be sitting on a ship, sick to my stomach, caught up in some expedition to God's nowhere with a bunch of bleeding adventurers, well, I'm sorry, darling, but I would have laughed. This ain't me. I know it ain't. Going off on adventures to uncharted places and unknown perils. I'm a blacksmith. I build ships. I shoe horses. I sharpen blades when the need comes. I don't go on adventures. Wish I could just be back home with you, with Rufus, sitting by the fire and reading a book or something. But the money was good, and the chapter house could sure use a new roof. So here I am. I miss you, Max. Well, I got words to say. Something don't fit right with me, though. I don't mean to scare you insane, but this whole thing feels a mop bit fishy to me. How is it that an island just appears out of nowhere? We know that folks fish these waters all the time. They can't just miss a whole dang island. And they're natural. Feels... Suspect. Now, I'm a simple man, I work with my hands and I do my craft well, but I never pretended to be a genius. Still, I've been thinking, if something that nobody had ever seen in these parts, that hardly anybody had ever even heard of, if something like that just shows up with no warning and no way to ignore it, right where somebody was bound to stumble upon it at some point, that's it's not something that just happens by chance. If you ask me, nobody has because I'm just a blacksmith and I understand that, but if you ask me why something like that could happen, I'd only have one answer for you. It's because it wants to be found. Hello, and welcome to Roll Dice and Cry. We don't have a tagline yet, uh, beyond what, like, we roll dice and then you will cry? <laughs> You're welcome. We will also yeah. cry. We will, we will also, also cry. cry. I will definitely um, cry. I'm crying right some... now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never not crying. Welcome to the show. Uh, my name is Zachary Frederickson. You can find me on Twitter at ObfuscatingGod. Um, joining me today are Emily Riesbeck. Hello. You can find me on Twitter at the Blue Valkyrie. <laughs> there we go. Uh, good job. Uh, Sloan? Uh, hi. Uh, I'm Sloan. You can find me on Twitter at FC. Uh, Chander? Hey, I go by Chander. You can find me on Twitter at ChanderClear. Uh, Mari Costa? Hi, I'm Mari. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Marinskos, and you can read my webcomic. It's perrytale.com. You can read my webcomic at bluevalkyriecomic.tumblr.com. I forgot that one. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> We've all... People like comics. Let's get our plugs in. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, rounding out the cast is going to be Nora. Hey! 
You can find me on Twitter at uh, Snorau. Snorau. Com- no, that's not no. how it goes. Twitter.com <laughs> slash Snorau. Yes, yes, thank you. Um, um, fantastic. If you do not type it out, it will not work. <laughs> you cannot search it. You cannot search it. You're not allowed. <laughs> members only. Anyway. Yep. Uh, today, we are beginning in earnest our uh, campaign of Dungeon World, our first season. It's called On the Shoulders of Giants. It's a, it's a, it's a lovely oceanic voyage, probably. Um, and let's just, uh, let's just really quick roundtable with a little... We, you know, we've already done a, a, a um, character introduction podcast uh, episode uh, and, and a little bit, of, little bit of character work already. Um but let's let's just real quick run through and uh, get like names, uh, class, race combos, and like maybe a little bit about your characters. Uh, Emily, sure. Uh, I'm going to be playing Zara Fontaine. She is a Laganel artificer from the kingdom of Valentina. Uh, she a Laganel is a bunny person, and she has curious eyes, fuzzy fur, and a pudgy body. Uh, she is an inventor and her goal is to prove the value of her invention to others and her specialty is working with magic which in this world is a very dangerous and hard to control substance it's like it's like if you mixed crude oil with plutonium mm-hmm. effectively and that's caused a lot of problems for zara in her past and she's looking to make sure everybody knows uh, that her inventions are valuable and useful Nice. And only uh, a little bit dangerous. Only a little bit. Uh, all right. Uh, Sloane? Uh, I am playing Adeline Fleetwood. Um, Adeline is an elf bard. Elves are the only race that can handle the physical magic. Um, so uh, her deal is that she um, doesn't want to... She doesn't want to just be associated with elf culture because they're very isolated, but she wants to discover as much as she can about the magic um, mm-hmm. and as, as well uh, other cultures. Nice. Uh, and she's got like a, her little her like driving philosophy thing. We're doing that instead of alignments this season. Mm. Um, I still took uh cues from the alignments like how they're written and wrote dead mm-hmm. discover something about a magical mystery because mm-hmm. uh i like how that's phrased but yeah 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 Consid- I mean, considering that that's like kind of adeline's thing mm. in in some ways because she's curious about why elves are like that yes um, yes that that is that is her primary magical mystery mm-hmm. what are elves we just don't know what are elves what uh are Chandler. Elves? we just don't know um mm-hmm. i'm playing Ford Maphorn, whose real name is Amadeus Linnae. Uh, he is an orc and a peerless fighter that is a modification to the fighter playbook by poorimpulsecontrol.tumblr.com. He has hard eyes, shorn hair, uh, scarred skin, and a built body. He used to be um, an astronomer, an academic, but then he decided that he doesn't want to do that anymore and wanted to punch stuff instead so here he is his alignment is ride or die defend his allies good i love it i love <laughs> that it's ride or die it's good shit um all right uh mari that's me and i am playing radiant ire um 
He's a kobold and a paladin. He has fiery eyes, but like, I forgot to say this last time, it's not fiery like aggressive, it's fiery like a shonen protagonist. Passionate. Yeah, shonen oh, protagonist. Okay. Specific, like determination. Yeah. Yes. Passionate. Passionate. Um, he's bald, quote unquote. He does not have any hair. This is factual. <laughs> he has scales. He's a kobold. Um, he has a worn holy symbol, which we decided is his, um, the little fishing bob, whatever it's called, the thing. Yeah, yeah, he's got a, like a fish hook with a bobber on it. Yes, correct. That is. His I think you're thinking of a lure? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, bob is the thing that it does. Um, yes, so it's, a, so it's a fishing lure. Yes. Um, okay. He, he has a fit body. And his alignment is endanger yourself following the precepts of your church or God. Mm. All right. That sounds pretty wild. Um, in a way, also ride or die. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So this is this is this is the kind of thing that the fishing lore. This is what a fishing lore looks like for those of us uninitiated into fishing culture. Uh, here it is. It's a picture. Let's see. Yes, correct. It probably looks like the symbol, whatever it is. Okay. When we come, when we come up with what the cello symbol is, also cello is yes. God. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's a here's a fun little fish. Ooh. I'm just linking linking fishing lures now. <laughs> um, all of these will be in the Twitter. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. We'll post all these fishing lures on the Twitter. You can oh. vote for your favorite at www.rolldiceandcryyourfavoritefishinglore.com. It is yeah. to put a poll on the Twitter. Yeah. Fishing lure. Um, there is no fishinglore.com. No. Are you sure? Yet. Oh. Well, I, not yet there isn't. Fishinglore.com? I'm sure Don't. that exists. I'm so sure. Uh, no. It's not great radio, guys. Uh, <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, anyway, um, so that's about that's radiant, and then we've got uh, Nora. Tell us about your character. Yes, hello. I'm playing Tiago Bell. Uh, she is a Kochaki thief. Uh, Kochaki are like uh, kitty people in this setting, mm-hmm. and uh, she's a fancy pan- phantom thief. Mm. And. Uh, She's short, soft, has curly hair and sharp eyes. Nice. And uh, yep. <laughs> her, her driving drive is to make an ally of someone powerful. Mm. Alright, sick. Um, so cool. And and the, those driving things, they can alter them and we can edit them a little bit to like more more directly uh, reflect your character as we go forward. I'm, I'm <laughs> sure nothing nothing is set in stone. Um because last so last session we did we played um, Night Watch in the Ruins of the Future, a, a Shundered Land game uh, that we used to like kind of determine the first uh, one of the first interactions between all of our characters um, to sort of like in a in a low impact um, situation determine what they might think of each other. Um, so if we want to just real close, real quick, run down all those bonds before we get into things. Um, so Zara, how about you start? Sure. I wrote some bonds for Zara based on the interactions we had in our sort of prep session, and here's what I came up with. Uh, 
Tsuku. Uh, Tsuku is interested in my inventions, so she will be my personal assistant. Oh. Uh, <laughs> my thought for this, uh, Tsuku, and you can confirm this, was that like you definitely expressed an interest in my inventions, uh, maybe for nefarious purposes, like you wanted mm-hmm. to use them to help you rob <laughs> places and burgle. Yes. Uh, but... I- <sighs> It's not that Zara doesn't care about people getting robbed. It's but it's that Zara is easily swayed by praise. So I thought like maybe maybe Tiku, I thought you would be like, oh, I'll help you out with your little inventions, and then maybe like you can also get some for yourself in the process. Mm-hmm. How does that sound? Very good. <laughs> cool. So um, uh, my second bond is for Adeline, uh, which I'm very happy with actually. Uh. Adeline's physiology makes her magically resistant. She would make an excellent guinea pig, uh, I mean, test subject. I love that very much. <laughs> so I figure that since Adeline can't be, like, mutated by magic radiation like everybody else can, it's okay to blast her with rays and shit. She will yes, hate that. It's she will hate that, but that's okay because, uh, so, so you're definitely not, like, you're probably, Adeline is definitely not, like, Adeline. Adeline, sorry, um, is definitely not like uh, a willing participant in this. Is that right? Absolutely not. Awesome. <laughs> uh, the last one is a bit, a bit of a stretch, but uh, it's for Radiant, which What's was uh, Rad- Radiant thought that my gadgets were useless. I'll show him. Useless um, is a stretch. I, right, useless is a little bit of a stretch, but I feel like Radiant did sort of have like a like with the with the lights that uh, Zara had. I feel like Radiant did sort of have like a well. Why don't you just let, yeah? Like, he light does. A torch. Yeah, he um. Also, his belief is like, why would you use regular magic when you can use God's magic? All the exactly. Time? Yeah. So like, I yeah. feel like there was a little bit of like a uh, dismissing out of hand. Mm-hmm. In a sense, yeah. So uh, I think Zara is eager to prove to Radiant that uh, her inventions can be just as helpful as his yeah. divine. To okay. clear, to clear it up, he thinks the gadgets are cool, but he thinks they're cool in a way that he thinks toys are cool. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. so he th- thinks they're a novelty more than like something that's useful. Yeah. Exactly. Which, which is in itself, uh, like sort of like a like a like you could you could typify that as useless or like. Yeah, those are good. Those are good buns. Thank you, uh, Sloane. Do you want to tell us about Adeline's? Uh, yes, bonds? I have bonds for Tiku, Radiant, and Zara. Um, uh, Tiku, uh, I sang I sang stories of Tiku long before I ever met them in person, because um, oh. you mentioned that uh, that she was like well known for her mm-hmm. misadventures, and I think Adeline has definitely heard like tavern songs about it about the, uh, <laughs> and knows the, them all. the the phantom thief bell absolutely um i am writing a ballad about the adventures of radiant because <laughs> yeah. she's been to low tide and he's their very special paladin boy <laughs> and that's very interesting to her um and for Zara, I stole. I really like starting with um, the like default bonds for Dungeon World because I like starting with that and then expanding. But I stole one from the Rangers and uh, edited it a little bit for Zara, which is Zara has no respect for the dangers of magic, so I have no respect for her. Ooh. Oh, ouch! Ouch! <laughs> that's per- no, that's perfect. A hundred percent. Love it. No, it's good. That's good. <laughs> 
hell yeah. I think that yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that's I think that's really perfect. I uh, I feel like Zara definitely does have like a sort of disregard for the dangers in in a sense that like the progress is worth it. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that uh, those two oh, the bonds that we have with each other are pretty great next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Cheddar Ford. Right, I have ones for Tiuku, Zara, and Radiant. Um, Ooh, cross the board. Yeah. Uh, Tiuku owes me her life, whether she admits it or not. <laughs> oh my god. I think that during, during the little storytelling thing, when Ford went all Real Housewives of Baron on a dude <laughs> um, at a party where Tiuku was trying to steal something, I think maybe that had a bigger impact on her ability to get out of there than maybe she will admit, or maybe mm-hmm. more than she knows. So I think that's a good one there. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, nice. Uh, Zara, her inventions could be useful to me. I want her mm-hmm. to help me get a closer look at the stars. Oh, um, Because, you know, she has a bunch of cool gadgets. Um and maybe she knows about telescopes and things like that. Um, I think that's fun. Yeah, and then yeah. Radiant is wound too tight. I want to get him to let loose. Oh boy. <laughs> um, I love the Hangover. I don't know the plot of the Hangover, but I feel like it's this. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It's not the plot of the Hangover. <laughs> the Hangover would be we took Radiant out, and now we've lost him, and we do not know where he is. <laughs> Oh, Ford, why are you cutting off the sleeves of your shirts? <laughs> um, anyway, anyway, uh, good. Uh, all right, uh, Radigan, what are your bonds? Um, I have one with Ford, with Adeline, and with Tiuku. Um, so <laughs> Ford is a brave soul. I have much to learn from him. Um, Aww. <laughs> Ford looks real strong and buff. And Radiant appreciates that. It's like, yeah. Nice. I, yeah. He could, def- he yeah, could Ford's, defend all of Ford's us. Like, Ford's like in his 30s, and Radiant's what, like 20 something? Yeah. Early 20s? Yeah. I think he's like flat 20. He's like college age. Early college. In like cobalt years, whatever those are. Um, I think it's, I think it's normal, because like the, D- the D&D stuff is like, they die at like 19 and it's like no thank you nope i don't no no thank you these ones live like normal like yeah they live normal they live regular just regular ages for my (laughs) my cobalts my city now um it's very um, good yeah he he admires your strength and is a little bit little bit squirrely about the whole drinking thing drinking thing but you know it's a little bit um, I respect the beliefs with Adeline, but hope she will someday see the true way, because she went she went to low tide and she didn't immediately just join the church, just like immediately, <laughs> just like why did she not stay and just be a telefollower forever? This is a mystery. This is a mystery. To me. <laughs> doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't. doesn't make sense. It doesn't. How could anyone not take one look at? everything Stella's got going on and just be like this forever. Yeah. yeah. Look, look uh, at this chapel that's a boat. Uh, please exactly. please cool. come to Boat Church. Um, honestly, honest to God, if Boat 
was like on a church and it came to pick me up, I would go to church. <laughs> me as a person. Yeah. Um, and I and the last one is Tiaku's misguided behavior and dangerous her very soul. Exclamation point. <laughs> huh? Oh boy. <laughs> gotta protect those souls. Um, mm-hmm. You also gotta figure out why people care about like if what the afterlife is. Do people go to heaven in this world? Um, we will find out when I inevitably die, like I do in every single oh, no. that I've ever been in. <laughs> oh, same. <laughs> same hat. Radiant, Radiant is concerned about Tiyuku the same way, like, this is a bad analogy, but, like, a teacher is concerned about, like, a problem teen. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> so how old is Tiyuku? Uh... I think like early twenties. Okay. Yeah. So, so older than Radiant. Yeah. Older, older I, Radiant's, Radiant. Radiant. It's like Radiant is a like a TA or like a like a like he's like no he's the hall monitor. Yeah. In elementary school, he has, and he's going to yeah. a hall, to a high school student, and they're like, young lady. <laughs> I I do think the little ah is like the perfect reaction for Tiaku to have to that though. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like bless your little heart. Mm-hmm. He, he's gonna, uh, tra- that, he's gonna try his fun? best. Uh, that's all of them. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, all right, uh, Cuckoo. I have one for Radiant, Ford, and Zara. I will protect Radiant from having to dirty his hands. Aww. Nice. I will convince Zara about the importance of using her inventions for selfish gains. Ooh. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> And I trust that Ford will be a useful distraction in the future. Oh, for sure. So. <laughs> Those are good. Those are really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, sick. Uh, and then the last thing, our last little bit of prep, are our love letters. Oh, yeah. Excited. Um, yeah. Uh, so who wants to go first? Because um, I remember Zara was a little nervous. I just don't know if I'm doing a character voice or not. That's all. I think you're okay not doing the character voice. I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Zara, I am going to put this in your journal. My journal. Yeah, it should be right under your character sheet. Can you see it? Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Zara, these other adventurers here, they've come for petty reasons. Gold, glory, bah. Religious vindication. Not you, oh no. You are Zara Gabriella Fontaine, and you are led by the call of greater things, investors. Of course, getting investor capital was a bit tough back in Gorzon, where most folks knew you as the girl who blew up the family barn that summer. But thankfully, the human who came to recruit you for this expedition didn't know that. Sure, the organizer of this expedition is anonymous, but they're also obviously deep-pocketed. And so you decided to make your move and pitch your inventions to them by proxy through your recruiter. You've read that alcohol is the ultimate commercial smoother, or smoothener, and so you brought your recruiter to the pub to liquor him up and talk, to, uh, talk into, him into a deal. Roll plus con. Okay, interesting. I've never done something like this before, so this is pretty mm-hmm. damn interesting. Uh, what did I get? An eight. Excellent. Okay, let's see. So read read what the things are. 
On a, on a 10 plus, choose two. On a seven to nine, choose one. Uh, the following. One, you don't embarrass yourself. Two, you get an advantage on future negotiations, plus one forward. And three, you lay the groundwork for a patronage contract. On a, on a six or below, well, at least you can't remember it. <laughs> I don't feel like okay, so I'm not. I'm definitely not taking. You don't embarrass yourself because, <laughs> like, oh I my figured. God. considering who I am, you get advantage on future negotiations. Hmm. So when you when you eventually meet the organizer of this expedition, you can you get a plus one forward on them. So could you? <coughs> yeah. Okay. You lay the groundwork for a patronage contract. You know what? I think I'm going to pick you get an advantage on future negotiations because that sounds the most fun to me. Yeah. That leaves my sure. options open. Yeah. I um, like that. Yeah. Love letters are fun. <laughs> this is interesting. Uh, all right. Who wants to go next? Do we want to just go down the line? Yeah. Sure. All right. So next would be Adeline. Mm-hmm. Ooh. There it is. Yours doesn't have a rule, unfortunately. Ooh. I need to make this bigger. Yeah, you can click on it, and it should be big enough to read. Oh, there we go. Okay. Adeline. An elf's life is by nature semi-transient, and a bard is no different. You've met a lot of people, seen a lot of places over the years, but one person always sticks in your mind as particularly important. An old dwarven woman who taught you bardcraft as a child, who you knew only as Fletcher. It's been years since you've seen her, but recently in idle times your mind has been drifting to memories of her more and more often. The night you shipped out, this reminiscing seemed to have paid off. Fletcher appeared in your room in the inn, looking nearly unchanged from the last time you saw her, but perhaps a bit nervous. She revealed that she was a member of an organization of troubadours and spies, keeping watch and sending messages in dark times. With very little time to talk, she pressed a book into your hands and promised to see you soon, before vanishing into the night. Upon inspection, the book is in no language that you recognize, and the illustrations in it are difficult to make out, either by design or from age. It seems that you have little choice but to hang on to it until such time as Fletcher can explain its purpose to you. All right. Mum's here. So that's, um, we talked a little bit about important people in Adeline's past and backstory, and so... There's a mystery for you. Yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, all right, next is Ford. Mm-hmm. You got it? Um, I don't know where it is. <laughs> uh, it should be oh, under your... Okay. All right. Ford, it's been years since you left the observatory, venting your frustrations with the stuffy ivory tower of academia by turning to mercenary work. Most of the time, you can spend a whole week without thinking about it even once. Unfortunately, however, the past has a way of catching up with you. Apparently, you've become somewhat notorious up north. Notorious enough that a group of Baronese soldiers on leave thought it might boost their reputations to capture you and bring you to be tried for crimes against the families. Dealing with the attackers was easy enough, obviously, considering who you are. But leafing through their pockets for restitution afterwards, you discovered something interesting. Roll plus wisdom. Hmm. <laughs> On a 10 plus, choose three. On a 7 to 9, choose two. Uh, a silver signet key ring worth 100 coins. A key stamped with the logo of the Baronese National Bank. 
an unaddressed letter sealed in wax with the crest of one of the five families, a silver hip flask filled with a restorative liquor, three uses, one weight restores 10 HP per use. On a six and under, choose one. They got a lucky shot in and your black eye meant you missed the rest. This is very fun. All right, so. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's 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 wisdom because that's your like noticing things. Yeah. Ooh, nice. Hey, oh, that's fun. That's a, that's um, a nine. That's that is a nine. It's a nine. Um, hmm. <laughs> so I want the hip flask for sure, and I think everything else is like a lead somewhere. Yeah, I I I figure. Um, I think I want to be petty and take the letter. Nice. All right, and we can figure out later what 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 is in that letter. Mm-hmm. Great. But yeah, so yeah, so you got you have a, that silver hip flask, and yeah, so it's like these shitty kids were like, "Oh, look, it's that dude from the <laughs> cartoons from the from the comic strip that someone made making fun of you." Oh my god! Uh, oh my god! And, I love that, or something like that. Oh my god! Like you're in the newspapers. Um, the new Marmaduke. Yeah. <laughs> the, the new Marmaduke 4. <laughs> uh, all right. Radiant. Uh, that's me. Um, uh, let me pop that in your, in your just journal. I just want to say, I do love the image of Ford just walking around a room being like, what can I steal? And immediately being like, awesome booze. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, yeah, he, you got it off the people you that tried to capture you and you beat the crap out of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, is it? Where is it? Where's my shit? It should be in your journal. Uh, where's journal? It's uh right under your character sheet. Uh, the tab that looks like a newspaper. Oh, I see. On roll twenty. Yes. Yeah. Okay. See it. Zooming. Ooh, I love to read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Radiant. It feels like just yesterday that the letter came into the Riverboat Chapel requesting a member of the Church of Sella for a mission of grave and holy import. As a sole living paladin of the church, it was decided that you would be sent as the church's envoy. En- envoy? Sure. Either uh, way. English is not my first language, everybody. It's not often that the word of, of Tella reaches beyond the marsh, and so the preacher told you to take the opportunity to evangelize. Of course, Low Tide's favorite son couldn't be sent off without the community pulling together to ensure he left with everything he needed. Your parents sent you around to talk to the neighbors and accept what boons they saw fit to bestow upon you. Roll plus cha. On a 10 plus, choose 3. On a 7 to 9, choose 2. A net bag for carrying important things. Plus 4 max load. A jar of tar resin in case you need something mended. A napkin satchel of dried meat treats. Tied up with a ribbon for for safekeeping. Zero weight, six uses. A nice warm quilt with everybody's names and the town motto stitched onto it. On a, on a six or under. She's one, but explain how you offended a townsperson on the way out. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> this is this, this is the cutest. Um, here we go. And that's a seven. Hey, just made, okay. just barely. You get, the, you get just two of it. those. Um, yeah. Let me yeah. look at it again. So obviously the uses of the of the meat treats is for yeah, rations. Yeah, I got you. I mean, I want the quilt for sure. 
I do want mm -hmm. this quilt. It's adorable. Uh, what do I have right now? Just being pragmatic for once instead of just taking whatever looks cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I have adventure gear. Yeah, you got some rations. You got adventure gear. You got scale yes. armor. I'll take, I'll take the extra load. Oh yeah, so yeah, it's like a like a backpack stitched out of a fishing net. So cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, hell yeah. Uh, and yeah, the, it matches yeah. my my cape, got, which is also made of fishing net. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, all right, so the the last one is gonna be Nora. Yeah. Okay. Oh, there it is. We're gonna zoom in. Tugu Bell, it blows your mind that you're here, taking a dungeon crawling job like a common cut purse. Just think less than a year ago, you were rubbing elbows with your upper crest of the Berenice nobility, dining an exquisite cuisine and lifting priceless artifacts from mansions for the highest bidder. Unfortunately, it seems all good things must come to an end. And your delicate spiderweb network of lies, bribes, and forgeries fell apart beneath the scrutiny of a particularly canny inspector. Baron, despite his chilly climate, had gotten too hot. You got out with your freedom intact, but roll plus int to see how well you covered your tracks. On a 10 plus, you got out clean. And have an intact safe house in the Baroness capital to slink back to when the heat dies down. On a 79, you slipped up. Either compromise your safe house or leave a trail. On 6 and below, well, let's just say it's a good thing that you're not in Baron right now. Yeah. And, uh, well, that's, it, it, it's not my strong suit. Let's see. Oh! I rolled a nine. Okay, so you can either you either left a trail that they can track you with, or you let your safe house get get got. I left a trail. That's the most that's the most interesting Ooh. thing. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, and uh, and we can talk off camera about this inspector and who they were mm -hmm. and like how they sniffed you out. They were hot. <laughs> that's all I think. Yeah. <laughs> they were hot. <laughs> oh my god. Priorities. So yeah, so th those are our love letters. Hopefully they're they were uh, satisfactory. I love, mm -hmm. I love it. They're missing so, it. Uh -huh. so cute. A lot of them were supposed to like not play to your strengths. Mm -hmm. um, I think the only one whose like bid was radiance because that was the only thing I could think of about how to talk to people. You could talk to people um, with strength. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, just as Ford. How many boons can you carry? Roll strength. All right. Um, cool. So then with that out of the way, I, we're finally ready to, to just get straight into it. Oh, I'm <clears throat> All right. So it's, I think it's like an hour or so past dawn. There is a lot of fog on the water today. A lot of mist as you, uh, your boat, the hand in hand. Uh, again, crewed by um, some expeditionaries and captained by Daria Debonair, a captain of the Galarian Admiralty Board. 
approaches this island that is not supposed to be there. This is a this is an area of the of the ocean that has been thoroughly mapped. People fish here all the time, and suddenly there's an island there. It was discovered a, like a month or two ago, and now they finally sent an expedition that you've been hired on to 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 do this to to find out what's up with it. Also on the ship with you are a few folks. Um, there's a scout named Jameson Points the Way. He was a human. Uh, he was probably the one who was sent to talk to Zara. There is a an elf uh, scholar named uh, Nemo Bartimaeus. Or Bartimaeus Nemo. I can't remember which one was first. Uh, Bartimaeus um, was. I wrote it down. Okay, so Bartimaeus Nemo yeah. is his actual name. And he's a, he's a scholar. He's... Um, from what I remember, I, I described him as like a rock star scholar. Where he's got, <laughs> yeah, he's got, he's, he's kind of, he's uh, he's basically Jeff Goldblum from from Jurassic Park. But... I feel like Zara Zara definitely did a little fawning over this. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, he's a he's a hotshot scholar. Yeah, he, he calls himself a celestialist, um, which is basically a really fancy way of saying astronomer and astrologer. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. There's also a fellow named Eustace Flint, who is just now getting up on the on the upper deck uh, after spending the entire voyage um, downstairs, hoping it would make him less sick. <laughs> yeah, and he is a he's a big uh, bugbear fellow, which effectively just means he's seven feet tall and covered in fur, uh, with like uh, overalls and a, and a hat, uh, like a like a, like a derby cap and then um, I think I don't know if one of these each individually recruited all of you but you probably have met them mm. uh, one time or another mm-hmm. maybe it was Nemo who went to uh, low tide or something and then also there sharpening his claws on the deck of the ship is a fellow named Calico Black who is a another Koshaki with a with a katana or it was like a it's like a nodachi strapped to his back who was technically here to bodyguard uh Bartimaeus but has spent as much time as he can not next to him this 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 trip. Pretty good job. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good job mm-hmm. <laughs> I really really wanna say that like I, Emily, am very attracted to this guy, but uh Zara, Zara is probably a little intimidated. Uh, well, by Calico? Yeah. Calico's definitely the one who who uh, um, who got uh, Ford, because he and Calico have worked together before. Yeah. And yeah, so you're you're here. There's this bizarre mist-covered island coming out that you have that you have just seen, and it almost like shimmers into view as the mist and fog um, sort of is the way I can describe it. Uh, what are you what are you all doing this morning as you as you approach it? So we've reacted to this island already, right? We've uh maybe. I don't know if I'm gonna cut that part out of the of the last episode or not. Right. Um well we knew about it at least, so it's not like whoa, what's that yes. doing there? Okay, cool. I mean it can definitely be whoa in like the this looks wild. <laughs> what's it because is it like is there anything on there yes um you can see like further into the distance like barely like towers uh and you can see up front 
the side that you're on has a huge chunk carved out of it, Ooh. Um, Ooh. making a square, like a square stone dock, like oh. reclaimed land. Uh, maybe. Sort of like well, that's how like do- a lot of docks are made, like by is reclaiming it... land, but. Is it, or like is it in... like carved? Is it like carved into the side? It is carved. It is carved into the like an out, okay. like an outcropping or like like somebody took a chunk of the coastline with a square eraser and just pulled it out. Oh, oh, fun! Cool. Okay. Wow. Do do we have the technology to do that on the mainland? No. Mm. Ooh. Oh boy. Oh, boy. Well, in that case, uh, Zara is like furiously like looking around and uh, <laughs> like adjusting her goggles with different lenses and writing down in a journal. <laughs> the captain of the ship, Daria Debonair, um, she's got a big, like, captain's jacket on over, like, a tank top, effectively. Whatever, like, a fantasy orc equivalent of a tank top is. It's a weird... Fantasies it's a real, tank tops. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, fantasy. It's a real, it's a real like, like formal, casual juxtaposition look. Yeah, business cash. Um, the, she's also got, like... Um, Tattoos Ooh. carved into her horns. Ooh, um, nice! Wow. That's very we haven't damn. mentioned this episode. That's a but orcs, orcs, orcs have horns. Um, uh, Ford also has horns. Um, and and she's like standing at the at the at the prow. The prow is the front of the boat, right? You're thinking of the bow. She's the prow and the bow. <laughs> she's standing at the prow. She's standing at the front of the boat, like peering through the fog, um, with her arms crossed, and maybe she's got her arms crossed and. They're not in her sleeves because her sleeves are flapping behind her in the wind. Ooh, that's a um, So she's basically wearing this cape, this jacket like a cape. I'm going to bump into her accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, while, while I'm like walking around, like pointing and like muttering to myself, like you know, like I carry the four and thirteen. Oh, and I I oh. bump into her. Um. <laughs> so I do ruin her like very cool. <laughs> Yeah, no, was for this, sure. Like, was this um, like accidentally, quote unquote? Was it, or was it like actually? No, it was a, it was legitimate. Accident. Okay, okay. Yeah, so it, it's accidentally for Zara, but Emily just wants it to be fun slapstick, <laughs> yeah. which I I appreciate. It's good. Yeah, so you, so Zara, you like, you're sidling up next to her, and you like knock into her, yeah. and she doesn't move. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, not like like you know like she doesn't lose her footing. Um, you bounce off of her, and she like kind of looks down, and she's like. Are you all right? Oh, uh, sorry, Captain. Uh, di- you're not hurt or anything, are you? No. She like, <laughs> steps down from the from the from the bow where she was, and she um, reaches down and grabs Zara by the like the collar of her shirt. Oh god! Not roughly, okay. but like, and then like lifts her up with one hand and puts her back on her feet. Uh, uh no, no, I um, <clears throat> I apologize. I was just uh. I was absorbed in thought. Oh, wait, well, if you're looking at this, it's it's amazing, isn't it? I mean, look at the look at the way that it's carved out of the surrounding area. This this couldn't have happened naturally. It must have used some kind of tool. I I think we may have found the ruins of an ancient civilization. Uh, perhaps one before the islands were even formed. You talk a lot, don't you? <laughs> uh, well, I I mostly try to write it down. Um, she like kneels down next to you, and, and like kind of looks like her head next to your head to like see through your eyes almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, "But look how quiet it is." Captain Debonair, um, 
like kind of taps her ear a little bit and she says do you hear that no exactly it's dawn somebody something should be crying or singing or anything and what does it mean when there's a place that is uninhabited and there is no life in it well, it usually means, um, I, I take a deep, like, gulp, you know? Something, uh, is dangerous. Yes. And that's why I'm nervous. Um, and then from behind you, you hear, Oh, please, Debonair. <laughs> this guy. This, this guy. guy. <laughs> Bartimaeus Nemo. Uh, um, celebrity elf. chef Bartimaeus Nemo. <laughs> um, counter, counterpoint to the captain's point, there is an island that's just full of snake, snakes, so debatably more dangerous than this island that we're about to go to. Well, can you hear snakes from out, from beyond? Maybe that's why there's no birds, this place is full of snakes. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, could be, could be Snake Island. Could be Snake um, Island. So from behind you, uh, and this is this is something that everybody on the deck can hear because he's a loud man. <laughs> um, so anybody who wants to like be around and interact and stuff, uh, feel free to just see, tell us what you're up to. Um, tall, thin, live, with um, the fantasy 1800s equivalent of a leather jacket and bright blue hair. It is Bartimaeus Nemo. And he says, you're gonna get the little kid in a Pissy. Little kid? <laughs> and he goes and he like leans down and puts a hand on your shoulder. Uh, kneels down, puts a hand on your shoulder. He's like, listen, nothing bad is going to happen. This is the most important archaeological and anthropological find in the last thousand years. And you're here to help make history. What does it matter if there's like snakes on an island? <laughs> Um, I, while that was like, while he was saying that, like the most important archaeological, Zara started to nod and has grown more enthusiastic in her nodding as, as, uh, he's continued talking. Hell yeah. Ford's over by Calico Black and Ford looks at Calico's like, if he, if he accidentally falls over the, over the edge of the ship and you're not looking, you're still going to get paid, right? (laughs) <laughs> Calico finishes clawing, like sharpening his nails against the railing of the ship and looks at it and says believe me, I thought about it but no, <laughs> we don't get paid it's like, how long have we been on the boat? Uh, about a week and a half oh are God. like, are the are like all the like uh, like handles on the edge of the boat just like all covered <laughs> in scratch marks? yes I know <laughs> It's a good boat. Um, and every time Daria gets mad. Anyway, um, uh, what's uh, what's Tuku up to? I was just thinking, how far is the island from us? Is it like a throw distance? Because um, I was it's thinking, a, it's rapid. It's rapidly approaching. We are we are coming into the dock. Yeah. So as these people are talking about how dangerous it, it is, uh, Tuku's gonna throw something there. <laughs> just like okay. um, probably it. something 
of Nemo's, I don't know. Good. <laughs> <laughs> just see if there's snakes or anything. Or if the thing just like explodes or, you know. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, hmm. I don't think you'd have to roll for that yet because, like, it's, it's, nothing happens to the thing that you throw. Um, so, so let me, to, to describe this sort of, like, situation with this, this, uh, area, mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna draw a map oh, yeah. just as I talk about it. It's like, it's like a, like, perfectly square hole cut into the side of the, um, of the, uh, island. And the island is like, there's a lot of, um, cliffs and stuff. Like, this is the only place that is actually not a cliff. Mm. Um, and it is within that, uh, within that, that square thing it is like this, uh, second layer that is almost like, um, uh, it's at, it's at water level, right? So like it's at water level and then there, it goes up just this sheer wall on, on three sides up to the normal floor level of these cliffs. Is there any like sign of maybe a, st- I assume this is all like, the stone face, the the rock face of the cliff, right? Yeah, yeah. Are there any like stone um, stairs or ladders? Um, I think once you get in, get on on the on the coast, like in there, you can you can try to check it out. Sure, sure, sure. And I, yeah, I think that's the I think that's the main thing here is Daria doesn't want to go into that square. Ooh. She she does not trust it. <laughs> Um, because it's, it's a fucking weird, like, somebody just hit delete on part of this stone. Maybe it was already, it was always like that. Maybe it's just, the rock formation is weird. Hmm, maybe. <laughs> I guess you're gonna have to go and find out. Uh, also, Radiant is downstairs helping Eustace with his seasickness. Nice. Oh, he appreciates that. Yeah. Um, he keeps he talking like... about his boat just though, so it probably doesn't help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just, just like, oh, boats. Boat church. <clears throat> uh-huh. Oh, I love boats. Oh, boats are great. I build boats. That's like my job. I'm a, I'm a shipwright mechanic. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's great. Boats are good. Our, bo- our boat church is great, and it's it just, it's very soothing when it sways a whole bunch, and then you're like, you're really in mm. the moment, you know? Mm, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, how are you? How are you doing, buddy? How are you, how are you doing? Oh, uh, you know, I'm great. Oh, uh, okay, that's uh, good. Here, uh, what does your boat run on? Faith. Is it like uh, like steam? Uh, Radiant legitimately tilts his head and is like, "God magic." <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> good to know. God magic. God magic on the boat. That's what. I'm assuming that's what most things in my town run run on. Um, we're very God, fortunate. Radiant, Radiant sees a car and it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. that's, our, that's our boy. You gotta go to the gas station, get some more God gas. Mm, that good Jesus juice. Yeah. Anyway, um, um, yeah. So, so what's 
what's the plan? Um, because there is a, uh, there's a, you're in a, you're in a ship. There's a, there's a shore. You could conceivably, if you want to convince Daria to, to come into port, to come onto the dock, she can do that. And then you can just board, uh, off board. But she doesn't want to do that because she's like, that's weird. That's some weird fucked up shit. And I don't like it. I can swim there. Uh, do you want me to, do you want me to swim there? Are there like lifeboats? Or yeah, like, does she know? have a smaller boat? Yeah, yeah. There's probably, there's a there's a couple of dinghies, uh, right? That's what it's called, or rowboats. Yeah, yeah. A dinghy. I think a dinghy is a small boat. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. like a boat expert yes. though. So, I'm not a boatographer. <laughs> um, no, not, I don't know shit like 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 useless sort of stuff. I didn't go to boat school. Really, is it useless? What's a very small boat called? <laughs> it's a dinghy. <laughs> I don't build those. They don't make those out of metal. <laughs> I, I mostly work on the warships. Is this boat metal? Uh, the hand in hand is like a combo combination. Ooh, interesting. Um, combo. There are large. There, <laughs> <laughs> there are larger. There are larger like frigates in the in the Galerian Armada mm. uh, that are made of like metal. Nice. That's cool. a thing, right? Boats made of metal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, most boats are nowadays. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess so. Boats made of metal. I just googled that. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, but where was I? When I was talking, before I was talking about boats. Uh, we decided to get uh, a oh, yeah. dinghy, robot. I think. Robot? There's a robot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and the, the waters are actually very placid. And I could, like, oh. Um, Eustace tells you that he would really like to be not on a boat anymore. Come with us. Uh, Come with us, buddy. Uh, oh, well. Bartimaeus says, we are absolutely getting on that dinghy, and we are getting on this island. And Calico hangs his head, because he knows that means he has to get in the dinghy. <laughs> I, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn to, uh, what's the captain's name again? Uh, Daria very... Debonair. Oh, she's so beautiful. Um, <laughs> I'm going to turn to Dar- uh, Daria Debonair. Yes. I'm going to turn to Daria Debonair and I'm going to say, um, uh, I'm going to say, well, we need to land the boat somewhere, right? <laughs> I mean, I could just drop an anchor right here. It's it's you. Uh, uh, we've only been out here for a week and a half. That's nothing. We can we can just kind of stay here, scope it out. Well, it, it might be prudent to. Uh, get some preliminary tests done. I turn to the rest of uh, the party looking for approval. What, what kind of what tests? Oh, well, I'm, I'm sure we can just uh, examine the uh, surrounding area for a day or two, and then, then when, when we decide it's safe, then we can all, uh, you know, uh, get the boat in there or, or get in the dinghy or what have you. Um, Adeline, uh, who has just been sort of like sitting very quietly by herself, uh, like looks over and says, um, and we're going to trust uh, your judgment of what dangerous is? Or... <laughs> well, I... <laughs> oh boy. I, I adjust my glasses and I say, well, uh, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I, I do have a background in uh, scientific uh, uh, danger discovery. And... You got a background in weird well... islands? <laughs> Well, uh, not exactly, but but the good, the thing that every scientist must know uh, is how to observe. Uh, for example, I've observed that it is very quiet here. 
And the captain has observed that that's a little odd. Uh, and I've observed that now I'm scared. So maybe it would be uh, prudent if we, well, uh, took it a little slow. Why don't, why don't, why don't we do this by votes? It feel, feels like there's a divide here. feels like there's a divide between who wants to do what. And I think we should just vote on it. And I was going to say I should cast guidance, but I do not have that yet. Says Mari, <laughs> the, the human person. <laughs> I, vote to, I vote to go to the island. Me too. Me too. Adeline wants to go to the island. Uh, yeah, I want to punch stuff. somebody has to We're likely to punch stuff on. on the island. <laughs> this is true. Well, if there's nobody on the island, you're actually more likely to punch something while on the boat. <laughs> Look at Calico. You're not going to punch me. <laughs> I look at uh, Jeff Goldblum. I mean, um, <laughs> Christ, Bartimaeus. Well, let's uh, let's get going, huh? <laughs> I, Claps I, his hands. I look to uh, Bartimaeus for guidance, like like sort of like if he says it's okay. Well, uh, uh, sure. Let's let's all get in the dinghy then. I, I wouldn't want to miss out on the preliminary investigation. Yeah, that's the spirit. And he like he like tousles your hair. Please Can I be in a separate dinghy from Bartimaeus? How many dinghies do we have? Just one? Uh, there are there are two. Ooh. And you will probably need to take two trips, yes. Mm. How many do um, how many does each dinghy fit? I'm gonna say five. Okay. Bartimaeus in one dinghy, and then everyone else <laughs> just sort of stands <laughs> in the other dinghy because we don't want to sit near him. <laughs> mm. And then and then we sink from having a two-fold dinghy, but it's okay because Bartimaeus is not there. I can swim. I can swim there. It's fine. Yeah, you're a you're a fish lizard. I am a fish basically. lizard. That is correct. Fizzard. A fizzard. Fizzard. Very short. You beat me to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So yeah. So you guys just get on this boat. Uh, we don't need to make any rolls for it. The water is very clear and cool and like. Calm? Can we weird calm? Can we see like what's below, or is it not that clear? Uh, no, yeah, no, clear, clear. Like there's, you don't see anything poking up out of it. All right. No, uh, no. If monsters. you want, you can come. You can come look at, like, get in the water and like try to see what's up. What's up I, down there? I do want to do that actually. Cool. So that might be a that might be a um, discern realities. Maybe? Cool. If you're if you want to like check out. Yeah, I'll do. Uh, I'll do that. So. <laughs> We haven't done much of it, but we're playing Dungeon World. Um, <laughs> Hi, everybody. And so Welcome. we've got we've got these moves. So people who don't know, Dungeon World is a game where you roll two d six plus your stats. On a on a ten or higher, you succeed. On a seven or nine, you succeed partially, and on a six, there's failure. But failure doesn't mean that nothing happens. That's one thing I really want to push. That not, that failure does not mean that nothing happens. It means that things happen, and a lot of times they're bad. Mm. Um, so, would you closely study a situation or person, roll plus whiz. On a 10 plus, ask the GM three questions from the list below. On a 7 to 9, ask only one. Take plus one forward when acting on the answers. And the questions you have to ask is, what happened here recently? What is about to happen? What should I be on the lookout for? What here is useful or valuable to me? Who is really in control here? And what here is not what it appears to be? All right. Um... Do you have? Can you paste those somewhere? Because I do not have the book with me, like the. I, uh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. What I would suggest is using the website. 
Yeah, I'm just trying to look for it right now on the website, and it would have taken longer than someone pasting it in the chat. Uh, but yes, I have it now. Oh, I. I have a. I, have I pasted it. it in my in my URL bar <laughs> as opposed to in your chat. Yeah, um, I have it now. It's fine. Um, okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So, so how are you doing this? Are you like sticking your head under the water, or? Yeah, I think. I think he really wants to swim. I think he likes okay. swimming a lot. Um, all right. So he's just like, all right, all right, okay, guys, hold tight. Someone hold, someone hold my my spear. I'm I hold go a spear. There. I'm gonna go in there. I'll be right back. See you. So you're wearing armor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I... Is that, can you swim in that? Is that just a, a thing that you can do? Is it not like scale armor? Or yeah, it's it's scale mail, but scale mail is like what two weight? I'm pretty strong. I feel like <laughs> I don't mind taking my armor off. I'll I'll take it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's fine. It's funny the way it's three weight actually. Ooh. Um, because yeah, it it's scale, but it's made of metal. <laughs> the, the the scales are metal. Oh, I just assumed the scales were scales. Like fish scales. Yeah. No. Like sea, yeah, sea creature scales. They 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 appear to look like that. Like they they resemble that. Okay. But it is metal scales. I've I've been thinking about every single armor that I've ever seen wrong. Like every single just armor description of any character mm. just wrong. Well, there's dragon scale mail, which is actually scales, but like yeah, that's, that's not... I just assumed that was all of them. Honestly. <laughs> uh, no problem. No problem. <laughs> um, um, someone hold my armor. I'll take I'll take it off. I'm I have no fear of the ocean. The ocean is my friend. The ocean is your friend. Lana oh. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. All right, sick. Um, so yeah, roll your roll your move. Cool. Oh my oh. god, that's a five. Hey everybody, oh, I rolled radiant. a five. Turns out you needed that. Oh, radiant. Radiant dies. <laughs> oh, no. no, so here's what happens. Radiant, you get in the water and you're like swimming around and you're like cobalt paddling, um, sure. and you. And you get a little bit further away from the rest of the crew than you should have. Mm-hmm. And you're underwater and like you're not seeing anything. It's kind of murky. It's, it's not, no, it's not murky, but it's like, it's just dark still because the fog. Right. Um, and you look up from underneath the surface and you think you see somebody on the cliff top. Oh, no. Oh, no. And you try to you swim to the surface to and like you break the surface. You look up and there's nothing there. Cool. Yeah. So you, if you if you potentially could have gotten any information out of this, you didn't. Mm-hmm. Which um, is not going to work out well for you later. Yeah. Mm. I I swim back. I swim back to my crew, and I say, mm-hmm. "Have you guys ever heard of Schrodinger's cat? Of what now?" What? <laughs> There may or may not be a person on this island. Hmm. Well, what do you mean? Um, so I was in the water, and I looked up and I saw a person. And then I got out of the water, like, on the surface. And there wasn't there wasn't a person anymore. And um, it's freaky. So did you just imagine it? Um, n- no, because I saw it with my eyes. Oh, uh, this is a perfect opportunity uh, for me to test out one of my inventions. Uh? Um, I, I hold it, I point at my goggles and I say, uh, 
You see, uh, these are, <laughs> well, I hate to see my own horn, but these are clockwork amplification goggles, and I can use them to, and I put them down and, like, flip a few uh, little notches on the sides, and I'm just like, just point out where you saw this person, and I'll give us a closer look. Are you trying, are you trying to say that you invented binoculars? <laughs> <laughs> Well, they have a they have a magnifying function, yes, but they have many many functions. Uh, like for example, and I press another button on it, and a little light goes on, like a little headlight. Mm. Ta So binoculars with a headlight. <laughs> so fascinating. I put the light off. I put the light off, and I'm just saying, just tell me where you saw them. Uh, no, no, don't. It's not. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to dig on you. It's just. It's it's cute. Um, he points at he points at the, the thing. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna look in the direction that um yeah uh, I mean you see trees um okay I I flip yeah. off a couple switches and I assume I don't see anything different no cool Did I you... uh, I take my goggles off and I say well uh, there's nothing to worry about it looks like you just imagined it <laughs> I didn't though but okay guy could have moved <laughs> yeah people move people know how to move places mm. do they yes have you ever really left your home <laughs> y- yes we are all on a boat very far away from our homes we would have to have left our home to get here uh. also we kind of glass glossed by it but are you saying that erwin schrodinger exists and has <laughs> done his work <laughs> in this universe yeah i yeah. guess and he's a kobold He's a kobold. Yeah, Schrodinger's cat is the cat that my neighbor Schrodinger has, and it keeps dying and coming back, and it's super weird. Um, when you put it in a box, you never know if it's dead or not. And that's... <laughs> yeah, I do. I open the box and he's alive. What are you talking about? It's actually Schrodinger's um, axolotl. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, uh, that, that's what solves the problem, making it an actual <laughs> animal cat. Anyways, um, you arrive, you arrive on the docks. Um, it is, it is like a, um, like a, I was going to say rough hewn, but it's a knot. Um, you get, you like step out under this, this like dock, which is basically just like huge stone slabs, but they're just solid, continuous pieces of stone. Um, and it's they are at perfect ninety degree angles, carved into this mountain, and and yeah, touching it now, it is like it was at one time polished to a mirror finish, and it now has just stopped being polished, but it's still smooth. Is there a way to discreetly taste this, like they do in <laughs> Scooby Doo? Oh my! Like God. I like like touch them, they're like, mm. what do you mean? Like what? they didn't Scooby Doo. <laughs> What? <laughs> well, they did that, right? Or you like you like? In like, I don't, I don't know what the hell you like. Taste the ground? Yeah. <laughs> I feel for like what like, purpose? In like in like in Scooby Doo the movie or like a specific I show? I might be misremembering, but you know the <laughs> thing that did like detectives do where they taste things. Yeah. I oh, think... were they like they like wipe their finger and then lick it? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's. I right, go for it. Please uh-huh. do it. I mean, do it. Yeah, you can lick. You can lick this ground if you <laughs> want. I want to lick. I want to touch. No, lick my hand. I don't want to lick the ground. That looks weird from this. Chander, have you made another character <laughs> no. who eats dirt? <laughs> 
I just want to, you know, I want to like, like that's that's that's, that's what you do in geology. You you lick rocks sometimes <laughs> to tell like what's do it made really? of. And st- yeah. Yeah. No, that does sound accurate. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To see what it's made of. I I don't know enough about rocks to disprove it. It's true. It's true. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. You can like check this out. Um. <laughs> what is this rule? <laughs> Discern realities. Is it discerning? You're discerning the realities maybe, of the rock. Maybe the int one. Uh, spout lore. Yeah, spout, maybe spout lore, since it's a, about a specific thing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna spout some rock lore <laughs> by tasting the rock. Okay, that's an God, eight. I hope this goes super well. Um, that's an eight. That's, that's a, a very good an eight? one. Okay. Okay, so um, on a ten plus, the GM will tell you something interesting and useful that is relevant to your situation. On a seven and nine. The GM will only tell you something interesting. It's on you to make it useful. The GM might ask you, how do you know this? Tell them the truth now. Um, and this is when you, when you consult your accumulated knowledge on something. Um, so describe to me what Ford is doing. So he's kind of coming up to one of the, I think he kneels down, um, kind of touches the rock, like licks his hand generally is like checking it out to see what's up with this very odd mirror finish stone yeah well it's, it's well, not mirror it finish anymore finish. it was once mirror finish yeah um very slick and shiny um yeah i mean the thi- so okay so the thing that i'll get you is that this is the same kind of rock that all of the islands are made out of um there's nothing different about it by composition just by the way it was worked yeah well the rock's normal <laughs> calico looks at you he's like did you just lick the rock no well actually uh in geology it's common to lick rocks uh, in order to discern their properties <laughs> bartimaeus like like laughs and nods and says yes that's what we call geologists Rock losers. I'm gonna throw them oh, off wow. the side of the boat. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I sort of, I sort of like whispered to everybody. Oh, we we don't call them rock losers. <laughs> I mean, Two all high scientists fives. are rock losers. Yes, thank God you didn't leave Bartimaeus hanging with that high <laughs> yeah. five. Sick burn of rock losers. <laughs> I have something I'd like to do. Um. Uh. So, Bardic Law. When I encounter a new uh, anything, uh, if it's covered by my area of expertise, I can ask a question. And my area of ex- expertise is spells and magics, and I'm not going to presume that this is spells and magics, but can I ask, can magic do this? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, when you first encounter an important creature, location, or item, yeah, I think this is an important location, you can ask the GM any one question about it. The GM will ask. So, uh... Can so your question is can magic be used to do this? Yes. Uh, and I think the answer to that is yeah. I mean, one, magic can do a lot of stuff, but two, magic could definitely power something um, with the cutting power to make this. Do you want me to uh, name the song that I know about this? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Sing me the song of the rock. The <laughs> thing. I will never sing. I can't oh. sing. Adeline can very well. Um, <laughs> but I want to be a little, I should say, that the song is called The Giant's Mirror. Oh. oh. 
I'm into that. Yes. Um, and does it talk? What's it like? What's the what's the context of it? Hmm. Is it like there was like, check it out. We're giants. We can't. We don't. We don't. Ha- we can't have access <laughs> to enough steel or mercury to make real mirrors. So we're just gonna we're gonna use our special magic. I think polish it's, tools. I think it's kind of like a real old like fairy tale sort of story about a vain giant who wanted a mirror and had to make it out of stone. Ooh. I'm super into that. I love that. Hell yeah. Very I love that. Good. And then you got turned right. into a mirror and or a flower. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, 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 he got turned into a mirror and uh, um, melted. And that's why we have the ocean. That's why the ocean is reflective. <laughs> I'm doing my best. Uh, uh, oh. He looked in the mirror for so long that he turned into... Uh, Winter an, came uh, and he island. froze. And... Um, <laughs> Yeah, and then he melted. Yes. Now we have the ocean. Perfect. Turns out fairy tales is just Mad Libs. He turned into a mirror <laughs> and then from was cursed to only reflect others and never himself. Good radio. That's good, but, that's um, good actually. And that's yes. and that's why giants don't have faces in Dark Souls. <laughs> um, we fixed Dark Souls. Cry our Dark Souls podcast fan cast rewrite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're gonna get this, right what they got wrong in that. Dark this, Souls. Is our, Light this is Souls. our Dark Souls fix it fix. <laughs> Ooh, what yeah, this, fix it fact. What this so. looks like, actually that would be dope. But anyway, what this anyway. looks like also is probably Adeline like uh, starts like um, she uh, I don't remember if I mentioned it, but she has a mandolin uh, starts playing the song, but she doesn't sing it. She's like thinking about the lyrics in her head. She's not gonna perform through one uh, so much. Um, is it like a a very well like, known Mercedes? Giant songs, da 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 da, <laughs> lyrics, like like kind of like just to herself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it might be well known, uh, but um, but it's up to you. <laughs> um, that's a fun fairy tale. I would like to like it to be well known, but uh, because I, I think if it's well known, like uh, after a couple bars, Zara just I I just kind of like um passively hum along, not really realizing it. Uh, so yeah, same with Ford. <laughs> Really it's a song about a giant. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, we're this we're this great um, dungeon dungeon world party, and now we're just gonna have a little choir session <laughs> um, while we look at our bra. Who knows how to harmonize? <laughs> well, it's it's dope. It's like the fucking song from The Hobbit, mm. except like oh, good. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's like the the dwarves singing The Hobbit, except do, a little. Do love do love the Hobbit song. Yeah, it's just right. like exactly. a shot of like well the island with all of us singing in the background as it pans up over the island and something yeah. ominous is there. Yeah. Which of the NPCs are singing? This is important. Um, I think Eustace is humming. Um, yes. Also, Jameson is with you. Jameson points the way your scout. Nice. Who is like, Convenient. Vi- he was very slowly inching his way across like along the wall like I don't know what he's doing but he's like like hugging the wall and sliding along it <laughs> um, and if you asked him he would be like I'm being tactical <laughs> Four just like walks past him like looking at him weird like yeah so so you're now in this place there is currently it looks like every surface of this dock is smooth Okay, now's the question. Do I see a 
ladder or some stairs or like a a chamber that I can go in? Yeah, it was, that was that was answering that question belatedly was what I meant when I said it's all smooth. I see. So there's um, none of that sort. To, so, yeah, to first inspection, there is nothing here. Um, what about underwater? Like, if you dove underwater here? Hmm. That's a thought. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, it, it's all smooth. I, I don't see a ladder or anything. Mm-hmm. Radiant, would you be a deer and go for another swim? I think. Yes, but not if because... there's an entrance. You, yes, but not because you told me to. Because it's, because it's good for the team. Of course. Uh, of course. I'm gonna dive again, I guess. <laughs> okay. Um, did you... Oh, you failed I that role. That's why I didn't answer any yeah. questions. That's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, maybe maybe one of your friends can help you. One of your party members can give you something or give you some, like, hey, assistance. Hey, Zara? Uh, yeah? Do those binoculars work underwater? Oh, of course they do. Um... Unfortunately, I don't have the move. That's an advanced <laughs> move. That lets me give give my oh, shit. other things. Yeah, um, I, I don't know how this is this works mechanically, but but the... uh, how about we can just use it right now instead of having it because that gives you like multiple advanced benefits, right? Oh, I could read it for you really quick. It's yeah, it's yeah. too dangerous to go alone. When you mm-hmm. aid an ally, you can spend one charge and give them one of your gadgets to automatically succeed on an aid roll. Explain how your mm. gadget helps them out. Okay, so in this case, instead of just automatically succeeding, you can just give it to him, uh, and uh, for the fiction to be like that's the the that's your aid roll. You just gotta roll the aid. Okay, that's fine with me. I I pull um, off my um my goggles and I hand them to uh, Radiant and I say, oh, now now do be very careful because they're they're very fidgety and I'm not exactly sure they're a hundred percent waterproof, uh, but they should be. <laughs> all, all of my inventions have been uh, tweaked a little bit considering we're on a boat and you know surrounded by water a lot. So uh, well anyway, here you go. Cool, thanks. Uh, Radiant slaps them on, just like <laughs> just a little slap that you do with swimming goggles. Aww. Sorry, I was going through all those. <laughs> Sorry, I was going through. All of those like conditions, and and Ella was just like visibly more and more tense. <laughs> uh, magic can't hurt me. I have gut magic. It's fine. Uh, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So Zazar, you can roll yeah. to aid him, sure. uh, and I think maybe that's you uh, just telling him how to use the goggle lenses. Yeah. yeah. Um. So roll. Uh, let me see if I can uh, do that here. Is there a way to just like roll? Um, let's see. Do do in the character sheet. Character sheet, yeah. Because it's plus bond, and so I, I have so a have bond a, with radiance. Yeah, one so bond. Plus one, right? Yeah, so you could just you could just type it in chat, uh, slash R1D, 2D6 plus one. 2D6 plus one, yeah. Whoa! 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 That is a 12, uh, so I'm going to be actually succeeding a roll here. Oh, yeah. Against all odds, wasting my good rolls. Uh, Okay. okay, so, uh, so uh, do you want to read the, the, the text for aid or interfere? Sure. When you help or hinder somebody you have a bond with, roll plus bond with them. On a 10 plus, they take either plus one or minus two, your choice. On a seven to nine, you also expose yourself to danger, retribution, or cost. Obviously, okay. I'm going to be choosing the plus one. Y- yeah, thank you. <laughs> You're aiding instead of interfering. Correct. All right, so Radiant, uh, you get you can you can use those goggles. Uh, you get a plus one on your next. Uh, yeah, uh, on this I'm roll. just gonna just gonna do it manually then, since this is a plus two now. 
Hey. 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 Good rolls for everybody. It's a 10. That's a 10. Uh, 10. So the nine, nine. Yes. I did bring enough from a 9 to a 10. Hooray. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Thanks. So uh, when you closely study a situation or person in the world plus quiz, uh, 10 plus you have to GM three questions. Uh, do it. My friend. Uh, yes. Oh boy, such, so much pressure. Um, what should I be on the lookout for? Okay, so you dive into this water, um, and you're like, first thing you notice uh, is there is a, what at one point was a boat uh, in the, like, floor of this dock. You Okay, so here's one thing. You know that you realize that this like square that was carved out of this island keeps going down, uh, and it goes down like a hundred feet. Ooh. Um, it's probably deeper than you can. Maybe maybe it goes down fifty feet mm. or something. It, it, uh, fuck, I don't think I can deep. swim that far anyway. No, like, um, you see, but you see a boat, mm-hmm. um, and on that boat uh, there is a. Um, you know, like the prow of the boat, like there's the bit that sticks out the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's another one of those at the bottom, and it has a hook on it. Are you talking like a like a masthead or? Like there's uh so like the boat boat. Is it like when there's like words. a lady in front of the boat? Yeah, and like there's like a thing that sticks out beyond her. That is a okay. masthead. Yes. Okay, yeah, the, okay. the masthead. There's a second one on the bottom of this boat. Oh, I see. Um, and it has a hook on the end. Can I oh, reach it? Oh, cool. Uh, I think if you want to try to reach it, you would be swimming down really low, and that would probably be a defy danger. I'll, do, I'll, I'll define that danger. I'll do it. Okay. Uh, I think that would be... Um, how are you doing? Do you think you're doing it where you're swimming... Really, really fast, as hard as you can to get there, or do you think it's like more of like a and that would be strength or like con where you are um, just it's just holding breath and, and and like dealing with the pressure? Uh, I think it might be con that feels more accurate because like because okay. like swimming really fast feels like something someone who doesn't swim a lot would do. Uh huh. Yeah. So, okay, right. uh, and so you've also got, and also remember you have yeah. two other questions you got to yes. ask. Uh, maybe I'll do those now in case something super bad happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Um, next one. What here is useful or valuable to me? Oh, uh, uh, well, that boat. <laughs> yes. Uh huh. Thank you. Um. Oh boy. The what here is not what it appears to be is always very, very tempting. Um, uh, well, I, I got that for you. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. So as you're like looking around, you end up getting sort of feeling your way around the side, um, sort of like the like the far entrance of this of this square uh, boatyard area, mm-hmm. um, and it, you your hand slips and slips down into the wall Ooh. Uh, and like a little panel like slides open and there's some sort of latch on the inside of it can I do anything with it can I pull it push it something 
Uh, you can try. Um, knowing that the hook is down there, you know that it the hook fits it. Ooh, I'm gonna go get the hook. All right, so let's try that. Let's try that to find danger. Danger being drought. Oh, no. uh, oh my oh, god, that's a five. <laughs> that's not good. Uh, hey. <laughs> Zara, okay. sorry I broke your shit. Oh, uh, that might be it. That might be the the thing. Um, Zara, you have a move that means you can repair your gadgets, right? <laughs> replace is the word you're looking for. Okay, well, just replace, replace it the same one. I'm really sorry about this. Um, but yeah, the, so, Zara, you've pressure tested it for air pressures. But once once Radiant gets to a far enough, far enough down, it just, they crack. Um, if if you want to give like a radiant specific penalty, that's fine too. Because like I don't I don't like if I've I've got another one, yeah. a second one. There sure. are two things that happen. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine with this for what's All right. Like it's awesome. Okay. Yeah, I just don't want to so, like yeah. punish the other character no, who no, no, didn't no. fuck up. Okay. Um. Yeah. One one fuck up is ever all is all is fuck up. <laughs> um, Me fuck up is so radiant, fuck up. <laughs> yeah. So radiant, you um, you are you 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 did that. You flutter your way down there in the water, and you start tugging on this thing, and it cracks, and you have it now. Mm. Um, but <laughs> what, um, what was I shouting? Something else. Uh, that was someone sneezing. Oh, okay. But you you have this like the secondary. It's it's basically a key. So like the thing is, when the old boats that used to come here docked, they would mm. dock and they would unlock. Uh, the entrance right. with that, with this, yeah. with this, like st- uh, that's hook. like that's dope. By the mm-hmm. way, yeah, it's yeah. really cool. I like that. Um, thing is, mm-hmm. there's something else in this boat, mm. and you hear it, and you hear it start to slam against the side mm. of the ship. Mm. You've woken it up. What are you gonna do? Swim up very fast. Okay. Um, can I swim up and pass by the thing and unlock it? Uh, yeah, I'll just let you do that, because otherwise you're going to get eaten. <laughs> okay. All right, so everybody else up top, um, you see the water start to shake, and then also you hear this low rumbling as... So, like I said, this thing was is polished to a mirror sheen, or was. It, it is perfectly smooth. But it's perfectly so smooth, the seams you can't even see as the stair steps start to come out from oh. the Ooh. Uh, building a staircase that goes all the way up the, to the top. And then you hear, see Radiant poking his head up at the water. Hey, hey, Ford. Uh-huh. Hey, Ford. Yeah? Good news about the, good news about the punching. Perfect. Oh, oh no. Oh. I'm gonna swim to the shore now. I square up. God. Oh, yeah, that's right. Ford is our fighter, uh, the peerless fighter, which means he has a special fighting style. What is your fighting style? Star Puncher. Mm. Oh, boy. Right. <laughs> okay, so you see something very large and sort of sinuous um, darkening the water. Like the, this like large, dark shape that is very rapidly approaching the surface. Yeah, you're ready to go. Uh, and it's it's coming straight at Radiant. Oh, no. Duku is going to try to pull Radiant up, out of the water. <laughs> Just, like, pluck him up. Nice. <laughs> Alright, so you just scoop yep. up this little boy. Can it, um, can it shake him off a little bit? He doesn't have armor on right now. To get the no, water. No armor, no weapons. 
unfortunate. It's just me and the um, ocean. Yeah. She's gonna she's gonna ch- shake him dry and then put him put him back in the boat. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you guys are on the you're you're yeah. on the dock. Okay. The yeah. Dock. And I think actually at this, like Nemo starts taking the stairs up two at a time, and he's like, "I don't know if you want to fight fish, but like, we got places to be." I want to fight fish. I hustle towards the stairs, uh, looking very panicked. I sighed, I pick up Radiant, and I walk towards the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Alright, um, this thing, like, launches its way out of the uh, water at you. Um, it's kind of like a barracuda, um, but, like, six feet long. Uh, that might actually be how long a barracuda is. One feet. How, long is it, how big is a barracuda? Um, I, they're they're small, aren't they? I feel like they're uh, going to be the kind of thing that's bigger than you think. Is six feet is six feet a lot? Because six feet is how tall I am, more or less. I'm a little bit shorter than that. Yeah, I'm I'm six feet tall. As well. I'm five Imagine two. So Martin, that's Martin, very you're tall. Six to feet me. tall. No, I'm five nine, but it's like roughly. You're tall. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I'm very <laughs> tall. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm like 5'10 as well, so I'm pretty proud of myself. Uh, how, how big is a barracuda? I mean, six feet something. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, says some species yeah. grow quite large, up to 165 centimeters in length, which is um, about five foot four, apparently. We could make it an even seven feet to make it extra special. It's very <laughs> big. It's two meters long. Oh, and it has weird okay. hands. Oh, no. Oh, no. Fish hats. Yeah. Uh, like, Put it back in the back. Water. This whole time, this whole time, Adeline's been wearing a shirt that says "No fear," and now it says "One fear." <laughs> <laughs> um, and so yeah, so this this it's sh- like, for you're kind of hustling to the stairs, mm-hmm. and it slams into the wall from where like, where you just were, and it starts scrambling on these web oh, paws. No, no. Oh god, no. it's like that one Junji Ito uh, book. God, what was it called? Oh, the shark yeah. with the legs. Go- uh, yeah. Yeah, shark with legs. I hate Leg it. Leg shark. I love it. Yeah, oh, it's cute. it's coming it's coming after you, uh, but it's it's not used to walking on water. On water. On on <laughs> land, rather. Does it have legs too, or is it just the just the hands? I think it's got these stubby legs. Um, oh my god! With, paws, <laughs> with these webbed paws. It's worse inside. and worse. Oh, it's like a little a, um, a little fish dog. Can you remember Del Toro's new movie is looking great? <laughs> yeah. uh, the Shape of Water. Um, it's an a- excellent movie, by the way. I-, I recommend it to everybody. Everybody should go out and see it. So, hmm. what's the, uh, is it? Is it coming after anyone specifically, or is it just like is it just going? Uh, it's coming after like mm. all of y'all, but you're in the back. Okay. I can I throw radiant? Yes. <laughs> Not at 100%. it. Not, not at it. Just like, oh no, we're not doing get help. We're just, um, <laughs> I just want to throw radiant like away from, away from the creature up the yeah, stairs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there are folks running up the stairs, so you can definitely kind of try to toss them up there. Yeah, I, I, I can, I can fight. I'm the second tank. <laughs> <laughs> but four doesn't know that. <laughs> uh, all right, so yeah, you just chuck radiant at somebody. Uh-huh. Um, Probably to you, Goo. Somebody has to... Okay. All right. Tuki <laughs> yeah. catches Radiant. Uh, and then Ford, what do you do as this thing is, like, barreling down at you? Um, Can I defend my friends? Can I use the defend move? Or do I have to attack it? You can definitely use the defend cool. move. So when you stand in defense of a person, item, or location under attack, 
Raw plus Kong. On a 10 plus, hold 3. On a 7 and 9, hold 1. As long as you stand a defense, when you or the thing you defend is attacked, you may spend hold 1 for 1 to choose an option. Those options are redirect an attack from the thing you defend to yourself, halve the attack's effective damage, open up the attacker to an ally, giving that ally plus 1 forward against the character, uh, the attacker, or deal damage to the attacker equal to your level. And so my what? style is defensive, so I hold plus 1 when I defend even on a miss. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay, yeah, so you can definitely roll that, and then um, if you want to also attack it, you can still do that. Oi! That's an 11. So you hold hold four as it barrels down on you. Perfect. Um, And are you just, like, blocking, or are you, like, um, or are you, like, going to punch it? I mean, I'm going to punch it. Cool, so you're standing in defense. Um, and standing in the fence, I, I, I personally see it as like a sort of bonus action, uh, uh, move for lack of a better term. Okay. Yeah. Um, like you can stand in a fence and, and then attack. Cool. Yeah. I definitely attack. I hack and slash. Yeah, when you hack when you attack an enemy in melee, you roll plus strength. On a 10 plus, you deal your damage to the enemy and avoid their attack. That's your option. You may choose to do 1d10 plus 1d6 damage, but expose yourself to the enemy's attack. On a 7 to 9, you deal your damage to the enemy, and the enemy makes an attack against you. Um, yeah, I that's that's a 7. It's a 7. Uh, Alright, cool. So it's attacking you, um, and so you can still use your defend hold for this. So uh, how does Ford... Let's, let's, let's talk through this like a word, you know, the scene. Of everybody is going up the stairs. Ford is standing at the foot of the stairs. Mm-hmm. Duke's up. Fish monster barreling at you. What is it? Is it a, is it like just a like, a like a hot cross? Is it a jab? Are you doing an uppercut? Yeah, it's, an, uh, it's an uppercut. A duck forward and a uppercut to the jaw. Okay, so I think maybe it, it like it like swings at you with one of these weird clawed finned hands, and that's how you're gonna get the damage dealt to you. But you're gonna hit it hard. Um, do you want to use any of those defend holes to like uh, reduce its effects or anything? Um, yeah. What uh have the attacks effect or damage all right cool so you're gonna do your damage and then you'll roll his damage well it's damage damage is a d10 yes for you the fighter it is a d10 so four four is pretty solid um did you get any bonuses from your fighting style uh two of its piercing nice uh which is useful (laughs) <laughs> move trigger i punch love it uh just reading for this <laughs> character sheet yeah yeah so you just bam hit it uh it's gonna do a d8 to you but then you're gonna, hold, you're gonna have that mm-hmm. it's a two i mean it's a yeah. four so um, it's a two yeah four so it's a two you have two armor mm-hmm. so you don't take any damage as this thing like nice. it's paw weird clawed fin skitters over your armor and you just bashed in the face. I think if you want to use another hold from that, um, you can just knock it off the onto the, into the water again. Yeah, I do. Hell yeah. So you want to describe that? Um, I think what happens is that it's, it's an uppercut and it stumbles back and then Ford goes forward again and punches it in either both neck, chest, stomach, whatever is exposed at a mm-hmm. vital point. And it 
the punch he punches so good and so hard that <laughs> it rockets back into the water. Nice. And then I bolt up the stairs. Alright, sick. Um, so you get up the stairs. Which effectively just means that going back downstairs is going to be a problem in the future. That's fine. Yeah, but good job, everybody. Survived the fish yeah, monster. We did it. Yay. Okay. And now you're up on top. Uh, and this is a huge, misty island. Like, still, even though this, as the sun is starting to climb higher, it's like the fog is stubbornly refusing to, to burn away. Um, which is spooky, I imagine. Ford grins. I like this island. <laughs>